For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. We are back once again. I'm Joshua Fisher along with Nicholas Snacks, Crider, and the Quan Cosby. This is the Horns Up Talk of Texas Pod. So get your horns up because here we go. Uh, we're back boys we're starting with a uh, uh once again we're here look you know what at least we're all at least we're all friends that's that's what we can say at the end of the day um last week was just nothing short of an embarrassment if you go through the first three all the, the three losses in a row we had up until iowa state at least we were in the games like I saw like a tweet, like, you know, you definitely obviously don't want to lose, but I saw a tweet of like Texas blew the game here, here and here. And we were up handling all three of those games and we were competitive. And this Iowa State game was we were up at half. Seven to three. So by the time we got to the third quarter, it was, became like it got out of hand. And once it gets out of hand, the team literally quits on itself. And D-line coach Bo Davis was so emotional in this video. Um, I'm going to play the audio. So just in case anyone hasn't heard it, uh, that's it right there. I assume anyone listening is a huge Longhorn fan. So I'm sure we've all listened to it time and time again. I had to listen to it a couple of times because he was so emotional. I didn't even know what he was saying the first couple of <laughs> times, but he pretty much laid into the team and said, you know, if you're not here to win and if you're here laughing and this is a joke to you then transfer, which you don't hear coaches, at least out in the open, say anymore, on video, say anymore. And the support for him has been overwhelming. And, Quan, you said something. I saw Chris Warren tweeted something. So a lot of the former players are coming out and saying stuff. Um, and the big By the take- way, so, someone did transfer. Yeah. Joshua Moore has entered the portal. 
Um, but that was kind of wavering in the week. And I guess that speech hit him, which, you know what, if you can't handle the heat, get out of the kitchen as the saying goes. And that's unfortunate one. Cause he was one guy at the beginning of the year. We were really rooting for, he was rocking number six, which Quan, I know you spoke oh, one of our first episodes, but that's all numbers. I was thinking about when, when coach Brown was there in order for you to get in a Jersey, you had to call the former player who played it. And, and we talked about that and, and kind of get their blessing. Clearly we've, changed a lot of coaches since that but when I heard about that and like you said I wanted Josh Moore and by the way if he transfer history doesn't look good on receivers who transfer um but I hope he has a freaking great time and he's happy wherever he goes however and this is funny but this is kind of the way athletes think if you're not all in and you're rocking that six I don't want you there like I and I and I really really don't want you in that number six jersey no, right. You know, Basher, Diggs, the guys who have worn that, I felt a responsibility to absolute work my butt off, ball out because of those who had did it before me. And, um, you know, the guys that have worn it since, you know, just guys who had that same mindset. So I wish him the absolute very best. But if there's any inkling of doubt, then I appreciate him doing exactly what he's doing and getting out of that number six jersey. Yeah. No, I mean, like it's well said. It was just unfortunate. I mean, I, the, my favorite part of the rant, and I think I saw this. Quan, I don't know if it was you that tweeted us. I probably should have reread what you said, but someone did, and they were so right. It's not like Bo Davis is just leaning into the players. He's taking full responsibility on himself. Oh, he said, "I just got my ass whipped." Mm-hmm. And that, there's so many things with that, and we're all talking about it. It actually, uh, who who should be sending him some tiff treats is um, uh, Coach Banks because it certainly changed the news cycle of Texas Longhorn football. But two things. First and foremost, a lot of the guys have said it. Everything wrong with that starts with the person actually videotaping. Blown away. I get mad every time I think about it. So it's so crazy to me. Boom, you go in, y'all are already back there screwing around. You just got embarrassed by Iowa State. Like Iowa State. No offense, Coach Campbell's a great coach, but you just got him. You're the University of Texas. You just got embarrassed by Iowa State again. Lost what, three of the last three or four games. And it's funny to you. I unfortunately, now that it's out there, I saw that as a guy doing the sideline and it, that I, I'm pretty chill, but that made me lose sleep. And I was like, these guys don't care enough. This is crazy. So one, that person that did that, think about this. You're getting cussed out about joking around. And the first thing that pops in your head is, Oh, I got to record this. Dude, I can't even speak to how mad that makes me, but at the same time. So, okay, we're about to get in trouble. That anticipation to record it, how about that anticipation on a route? How about that anticipation on a guy trying to juke you and score a touchdown? Because that happened a lot that night. Brees Hall is really, really good, and we made him look better. How about that anticipation on blocks, on catching the ball, on knowing your assignment, on all the other things that actually pertain to football? That mindset, if you use that, okay, something's about to happen, I watched enough film. I'm going to do that. I need that anticipation on things on the field. 
like you have on trying to record your freaking coach and break every absolute unwritten rule on the planet when it comes to buses, locker rooms, and everything else. So it's it's so much wrong with it. And last, I have listened to that thing at least 20 times because I was like, all right, this is getting too rough. I'm going to watch the team forever. But I have zero expectations. And golly, I'm almost ready for it to be over. Every time I watched it, it gave me more fuel to get more fired up about it. Were they laughing during the video? Like, I couldn't even tell. Like, it would sound like they were were joking around the players who were filming it. It's just mind-boggling to me. We talked about it. Do you hate losing? No, clearly they do not. This is a joke to them. That's what he said. This ain't no bleeping joke to me. He feels like we all feel as fans, whatever your title is, whatever your allegiance is, we feel exactly like he felt, but the people who actually have something to do with the game. And again, I'm not calling them out. This, this video did, and they put it out there. Yeah. They call themselves out and they don't even see it that way. And so he, he feels everybody loves it. It, it, it. It's crazy. The silver lining is that is exactly what we needed to see because yeah. a lot of us had a lot of questions, a lot of worries. These coaches are coaching their butts off. Oh, yeah. They care. Um, there's a disconnect for other people who are involved and have something to say with how these games turn out. I'm seeing all over social media, too, that fans are calling Bo Davis Longhorn legend already, and I love that. <laughs> build I mean, a statue for them. Build a statue for him. Put, put, <laughs> it, put it next to the tower. But I remember when I was on the team, there was a no social media policy, right, where it's like, Everything that happens in the locker room, everything that happens within this team, this organization stays within the team, right? You don't post on social media. You, you don't post, uh, you know, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, nothing, Snapchat, like you keep it all between the team and your teammates. And I'm not sure exactly, you know, if Tom Herman was that way or if, if, uh, I mean, I'm sure Mac Brown, there wasn't much social media to speak of like there is nowadays, but yeah, no, we didn't do it on that. Yeah, level. exactly. But, but nowadays it's like, you don't really know there's way more social media out there and that can, it can hurt players. It could hurt, you know, the team, but at the same time, it's like, you got to just keep it within the team. You know I mean? It is, it it is fun to see as a fan, you know, like not fun, but like, it's nice to see that like our coach is getting after it. And, and like the positive that we can take from it getting leaked is that all of us feel the same way that Bo Davis does. So, you know, there's a little bit of camaraderie there. But at the same time, it is disappointing. And I'm curious to know, Quan, like, what do you think the coaching staff says to this team after seeing that get leaked? Oh, oh, man. Again, we all believed in this coaching staff. We've seen improvements in certain days, certain phases, certain position groups. It's just been super inconsistent. So I know, not me, because I've been in some practices. I've just, I've just seen them enough, and I, I watched the game, and I nerd out on it. But I knew this coaching staff had that passion. So the same passion he had then, you think now Coach Sark is probably going to go in team meeting and say, are you kidding me? So that's the thing people got to understand about the, the progression of what's going on. Sark is learning something every week new about this team. He's only in his first year. And, and, and you made the comment, and you're right, social media is all out there. You know who don't have problems with social media issues? The teams in the top 10. Oh, no. They don't. You don't hear about that. You don't hear about it. And I'm going to take it to even another level. 
some of the stuff that happened in the last 12 months, whether you're for it or against it or all of that, I always got the question, well, why don't Alabama have this issue? Why doesn't the next team have this issue? Because they're focused on what they need to do. Yep. There's always a way to fight the good fight. There's always ways to do things. But you know what helps every ounce of anything that you're passionate about? Winning. Mm-hmm. If you want to fight the good fight for off the field things, it's amazing how much leverage you have, as Coach Brown would say, how many chips you have when you're winning. And these guys want to focus on, it seems to me, they focus on everything but winning. And there was, man, whew, it's crazy to me. Someone always thought that when I did the radio, they're like, oh, you fly on a team bus. I'll say, not a chance in hell. I said, because it matters too much to me. And I saw several times, guys were joking. You know, guys were doing other stuff. Guys were planning their night. And I'm sitting there going, what? No, 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 no. It was a very, very, very well-known thing. When we lose, you go home and get ready for the next day. Yep. Like, you get ready to work. You get ready to watch film. It's crazy. Ian Wells, who's one of our DBs, talked about a rat calling people out. I saw that on Twitter. Disappointing pace uh, pieces. I love that Bo did this. It does matter to him. This is how he feeds his family. He does care about the university. This is not his first time being here. He's been a part of this university when it was really good. But I was equally disappointed that it was him that did that and not another player. Mm -hmm. We would have managed that ourselves. If we went on there and it was laughing and joking and grab assing, oh, Lord have mercy. We had this thing, and now that we're gone, we can talk about it, called taking it to the storm. Our leaders, our guys, oh, they'd invite you to the storm. Like, come on. You might see one guy, you might, but that's how player-led teams go about it. And that's how championship teams go about it. So I'm just, it's so much disappointing about the video. There's some silver lining in it, but it's so much disappointing about it. it it's it's but it's some insight that don't make you know, some of the guys that 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 are actually on the field look very good, in my opinion. No, I mean, and it's I'm done. I mean, I'm not saying I'm done, but me getting as stoked as I am about these four-star, five-star guys as I used to get, I mean, it's kind of going out the window at this point because we out-recruit Baylor every year. We (laughs) out-recruit Iowa State every year. We out-recruit Oklahoma State every year. What's the difference these guys are buying into their program and what they have to do? Right. These guys aren't focused on, you know, being, you know, the man on campus or being the guy, the coolest college, you know, athlete. and, And it sounds so superficial. But I have, I have no other way of looking at it other than a mentality thing. Yeah. I mean, we, we have the guys. Exactly. I mean, we talk about it all the time. I mean, there's the talent is is immense. You know, we're it's a huge talent pool that we have here. And we always get amazing guys with, with great skill level. But something that McConaughey said to us a long time ago when we had him on our show in January, when we talked about bringing Sarkin, is he was talking about looking for that guy with that extra star, right? Not the five stars, the guys that have those off the field skills, right? Between the years, the guys that have the mentality that want to be there, that want to win, that want to be part of the culture, that want to be part of the change. I mean, that's what we're really looking for. You can find talented players anywhere, but you really have to find the guys that have it in his heart and that has it between their ears. I mean, you see I want a one-star guy 
And if that star represents between the years, that's who I want. Yep. JJ I, I don't care about stars. six. I don't care about five. I don't care about three. I don't care about four. I want the guy that his star represents him getting it between the years. Exactly. Because what we just saw with the video being done, what we saw with that led coach to absolutely losing his cool. And I wouldn't even say losing his cool. Just ultimately hitting that breaking point and saying, oh, my gosh, like, what are y'all doing? He's been in the league. That's the other part. Bo left the league. Coach Davis left the league to come lines back. last year. He's with the line. He left the league to come back to college. So those out there who are hating and saying, oh, my gosh. No, this is what the league is like. The man has won three national championships. Two exactly. with Bama, one with, one with LSU. Exactly. He know what championship-level culture, what championship-level guys do. He knows what NFL guys do. And if you get on a bus after an absolute embarrassing loss like that and you're not embarrassed, I don't get embarrassed about a lot because I'll say, hey, things happen. I'm not perfect. I get embarrassed about that loss. I would be very embarrassed about that loss. You're tailwit by Iowa State. We're embarrassed because I got Baylor fans. I have, you know, Iowa State fans. I have AM fans texting me every time we do something, but our own guys don't seem to care like we do. I'm going to tell you how crazy it is, uh, but it, it's funny because our Longhorns probably don't like this, but a buddy of mine actually is Billy Lucci, who's one of the founders of Texas. He commented, he's like, dude, this is phenomenal. They know something like, oh, it's going to hurt. No, it is not. Because the guys that we're looking for, they want to pay for both. Oh, yeah. They want that. Yeah, They want that. So he said it, and he said it best. He said, man, this is a guy who, at one of our rivals, say, the worst thing about this is that that's being recorded. Clearly, a and is doing a lot better, and they're not doing stuff <laughs> like that. We don't want to admit it, but it's facts. We so, man, there's so much to get fired up about. We like, like, this is something I'm a, a kid in high school. That's the kind of mistake this would be. Like a freshman yep. in high school gets called up to varsity or is on JV, and this is the kind of mistake he makes by recording or writing something down in the locker room. Like I've gotten in trouble by writing something down in the locker room. And let's just say I didn't play football past the eighth grade. So y'all know, <laughs> y'all know it was earlier than high school. So I mean, like the thing is, is like, it's yeah. I mean, it backfires on them because it makes it like, okay, now you're not taking it seriously. I bet the players kind of, you know, in some ways regret doing that. And I love that you bring up, you wish it was one of the players that did it, but I guess that's the next step. And we have, well, and, and there's another component. As much as I'm so mad that that player did it, as much as I know there are people trying to figure out who did it, it's a complex thing with a winning culture. His teammates shouldn't rat him out. No. That's the way it works. As wrong as he is in doing it, now, I bet you it's pretty easy to figure out per the coaches, but as wrong as he is at doing it, if you have the culture you need, your teammates, they shouldn't even tell the coaches who it is. However... When the coaches aren't in the locker room, you handle that business. So that's the winning. It's a. It's actually pretty complex to be on winning teams. And these are the things that you just know. No, you know what? He's very wrong. That's stupid as hell. He should never do that. But you know what? If coach come and say, hey, who did that? I don't know, coach. And they'll actually gain more respect by doing that versus, oh, it was so-and-so. It was, it's just so much. It just shows. There is a lot of work to do. It's, I've told guys for a long time, 
Texas doesn't have a talent problem. Texas has a leadership problem and Texas has a cultural issue. And there's a lot, lots and lots of work to do mm -hmm. on those things. And of course, I think you, you work on those things, the talent and all that trickles under. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. I, yeah. You, you can't, you can't argue that. And yeah, I just hope that this is like the wake up call and then it's not dragged out like the monkey thing wasn't dragged out for too long. Although I would have loved to see the rally monkey. I'm not going to lie in the Iowa State stands. <laughs> that would have been electric. Um, I saw a fan with the monkey. It was not a okay. Texas fan. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we're not here. Oh, dude, me. I'm going to tell you again. I I saw some signs that were very creative. So, <laughs> yeah, hey, look. And it's funny, but you see this stuff because we're just still not there. You know, it's like, it's like, oh, that's funny. Golly, I wish it wasn't true. I see those signs. You see those signs like, you know what? I got something for your sign. Boom, I'm going to get a pick. I'm going to run this guy over. I'm going to catch a touchdown. Take that sign there. But yeah, these signs seem to be a lot more effective than they need to be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it's like I, I'm curious to see, like, I'll have to do some deeper thinking on it because kind of just is not, it's not just us. Like, Miami has the same issue. USC has got USC has got the same issue. These are like the blue chip programs that were sick in the early 2000s and the 2000s and you know like kind of early 2010s, and all of a sudden they're getting all the recruit. Like USC gets all the recruits they want in, so in SoCal. Like Miami, who doesn't want to go to? We've all been to Miami. Miami's epic. Miami yeah. is the best. Who doesn't want to go to these places? And at that point, it really is just like it goes to the thing of like who really progresses in life the person that has everything handed to them is the five-star is the guy in the high school, you know, everything's catered to him or the kid like JJ Watt, who's a two-star tight end that goes to Wisconsin and pretty much has to like barely walk onto the team and transfers over to edge just because he wants to help the team win. And he's the guy that's a superstar. Yep. I think it's all the above, man. I think, I think it's, um, <laughs> I think when Bo Davis go talk to your kid, you're going to be like, Hmm. I, I need that because that, you know, it's sure it's football. But that's life. Bo Davis made everybody in there, if they listen to him, better prepared for life. Yeah. Because if you don't produce in all of our jobs, hell, you can produce. I got cut and I was a captain of the, of the Bengals on the special teams. You can produce and do a lot of things right. And things, things still may not work, work out, but if you're prepared, like Bo Davis was talking, you don't blink. You go back to work. You're confident in what you do and how you do it. So really, I think how you change it is there's going to be a different type of dude come get recruited for one. The expectations will be very different. And these cats, they're not putting up with the bull. I think the coddling portion of um, what – UT has somewhat turned into, I think those days are over. And I think that the people who choose to come to this place will be better off for it. Needs to be over. Everyone's just used to losing. All these guys know is losing. I mean, my friends, my friend, I'm in a big group, me. My friend's got some good insight. And he's like, I wish someone said this four years ago to these guys because all, exactly. these, all these kids know is losing. And it's unfortunate that that's the case, but it's just the fact of the matter. We do need new cats, as you say, to come in. And by the way, you know, being the politically correct thing, Saying they know losing is not calling them losers. That's saying on the field, they it, it has not been a lot of dubs and, and it hasn't been necessarily that. 
Yeah. Yeah. We don't have to explain that. We all watch it passionately. Quarterbacks. So, yeah. You know, we, we live in a day now where everything's dissect. Nobody's calling these young men losers. What we're saying is they're losing football games. Mm-hmm. They lost four in a row. Yeah. And it apparently was funny to some of them. No, nah, that's that doesn't no, nah, that, that's not okay at all. Yeah. I mean, Casey gets yanked because he can't close. We bring in Hudson, who can't make a decision. I will say this one guy we've had in the past, like if we had Sam under center, I mean, who knows how many like those are the games he wins. Yeah. Like I Ellinger wasn't leadership. He wasn't like he wasn't the best passer I've ever seen. He wasn't the best running quarterback. He was like light Tebow. I know we've done a lot, I've done a lot of Florida comps throughout the year for some reason, but he was like Tebow light in some cases, but the dude found every way to win. Like that Texas tech game a year ago, straight up, just him. Just, dude, just I, literally you know, just, I, I watched that game. It was like, how in the world did that just happen? Just and and they, just, they found a way he hated losing more than he liked winning. You know what I just thought about too? This was funny to these guys and that, they beat them at home last year, and in the before they even left DKR, that quote went viral. Five star players versus five star culture. Is that not fuel to want to go back to their field and kick their butts? Yeah. And instead, he proved it again because Hall had another great game, and then it, it doesn't even hurt, or at least everybody. And we're generalizing, but we're talking what this video was about and what coach Davis was saying it's he made that comment and it still didn't hurt. Yeah. I mean, look, it's it's really hard to believe they're, they're six and three Kansas state, six and three, like all these teams that were just straight up, just more talented than our, like we're more talented than everyone, maybe than OU because that OU, that OU quarterback is so off the chain. Good though. I get what you said. I get what you're saying. On paper, it seems that way. And I was talking to a donor about that. But are we? Yeah, I don't know. It's it's a, definitely a question mark right now, especially by the way we're playing. These teams we're playing have really good O-line. They, they're, they, they have really – and again, you really, as you can see, have to factor in the mindset too. So are we more talented than these guys? Because you are what your record tell you you are. Yeah. Yeah. And like we just said, we, these guys are used to losing. And I mean, if you're going off of stars, then yeah, should we have more stars? That's my point. I mean, we have yeah. more guys. But, the guys come, yeah. But I mean, production-wise, no. Well, and this is the thing: we're seeing the teams we're playing when it gets when when that pressure starts to build up, they make plays. They're coming back. They're executing. They're not folding. They're not giving up twenty-one. You know. They're actually the one coming back. Yeah. You know, and so I know on paper, we've said that for a while, but I, I just, I, I don't know that we are more talented, to be honest with you. I'm curious to know if you were to live line the opposing team for the past four years, uh, at max live line, how much money you would have won because the odds probably were really high. Yeah. For our people at betonline.ag, go there and bet money and do your thing. That would be, that's a great question because that, I mean, and that's the whole crux of it. These teams are doing what we're asking our team to do. Yeah. They're coming. It's like, not like we're getting blown out every game. We're up half the time. We're up literally in our, all four losses. We were up at some point in the third quarter. Yeah. I mean, so. the, the odds are, it's, it's a very unlikely 
possibility that this that this has happened. Four games in a row where you blow a lead, and it's you're just, late in halftime. Four games in a row. Exactly. I mean, no, what are the odds? Was four game. We. I'm trying to think. Put it like this, and again, this is a funny thing because I, I talk about our days and all that stuff, and I'm sure that. You know what's funny? I was thinking about that. I was, I'm trying to be empathetic. And I'm like, I bet these guys are tired of hearing about, well, in our day. And I, even if you think about that, we begged players, and we didn't have to beg them, but we loved when players came back because we wanted to hear about what they did. We wanted to hear about how they had success. We wanted to hear about their mindset. We wanted to hear about why they had the winning tradition in Texas Longhorns, not in trust of the week or the timid. What did that mean to them? We want to talk to Corey Redding. We want to talk to Roy Williams. We want to talk to all these guys. And yet it's funny because, and yet we're sitting there going, well, I'm sure the players are, are tired of hearing about our days. No, you're not. It's kind of like when they were playing for Charlie, they were like, and Charlie was an amazing man. They were like, we love Charlie. You know how you show, love is an action word. That's what people forget. It's an action word. If you love that person, show them. Yeah. Quit talking about it. I agree. Show them. Yeah. And having those players come in and talk about the winning culture. I mean, I think it just fuels the fire for these guys. I and mean, it should. But, I mean, four straight losses here. Here's the positive. We're going to a team that has eight straight losses. Let's assert our dominance. Let's kick the shit out of them and, and <laughs> literally use all of this to, to fuel the fire. I'm back to praying, boys. It's been it's been almost you know 18 years, but I'm back. I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. And that's the thing. My question to y'all, and I've, I've yeah. thought a lot about it. We're we know a lot, but this video has gone viral. So even if you're on the offensive bus, because the truth of the matter is, Bo should have been on the defensive bus. There's multiple buses, but the offensive guys have seen it. How are they going to respond to that? Are they going to be butthurt and go in the tank and quit on these guys? That That's not a good sign for their life and their future, if that's the type of person they are. Or are they going to go out here and absolutely do what you said and be the team that they should be? They should yeah. beat the brakes off of them right now. Yeah. That's what should it's crazy. A team that they lost four in a row, and they're still 30-point favorites. Ridiculous. We have the enemy coming in, Chris Harris Jr., who's a great cornerback in the NFL. He's he's former teammate of Quan, so he's going to come on and do the preview with us. We're not going to get too into the Kansas game, and we'll be cordial with him, as we always are with our guests. But before he gets here on our show, yeah, we have to smack these boys, like you're saying, Nick. Dude, I'll tell you what, proud of Chris, planted that, him to leave some of those Kansas guys that I got to play with. Um, Like DBU, kind of? Like light? Yeah, like, no, what was up with that? <laughs> no, no. Just them they, too? They had, a rough, they had a rough culture then, but these guys had it about them. They were leaders on those teams. They took it to the league, and that's why they have phenomenal careers. Yeah. Even when things are going rough. I mean, we talk generally about our team's success or lack thereof, but we're not talking about every player. There are some absolute studs who show up every day. Oh, yeah. But we're not talking about them, but we're talking about the team because guess what? Even those studs that show up, they they got those L's in the column. But those studs who have a different mindset, like a Chris, going to go to the league, 
keep that mindset, take it to another level and have an amazing career. So much respect for Chris. It was so fun on, um, on the Broncos and, and him getting started and, and working his butt off, being a little guy like me and, and, and absolute knocking guys' heads off yep. and being scrappy. But, um, and still yeah, playing uh, too. Ten like year, when we played, career. Yeah, no, heck yeah. Like, like when we played and then we would talk about it, his teams need to take a hell of this week. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. So oh, underrated yeah. that they have him and Tlaib out of their school. Shout out to Tlaib, who's like one of my favorite players for some reason. I mean, he was only the Patriots for one year. But yeah. he's, ele- he's electric. He's so yep. funny. We're getting, uh, in the, we're getting uh, in the booth with them on uh, on Friday, so look out for that one. Look out for that one. Uh, guys, you know, let's get the win this weekend. Move to 500 and then progress from there. And like, you know, going back and get to 500, then we'll see where we're at. I'm not going to say anything more or anything else. I know you knew where I was going. I'm not. I'm not going there. Um, I know it sounds terrible. Maybe like, we're going bowling. I don't know. Maybe we're, bumpers. We we're want in to. November. We are in mid-November at the University of Texas, and we are not bowl eligible. Nope. Maybe in a couple that weeks we'll be bowl eligible. Crazy. We'll be able to go bowling with bumpers. Who knows? <laughs> uh, I wish. Honestly, I, I wish we could just show them what Derek Derek DJ said on our show. Like it, that doesn't stuck with me more than any quote in 500 episodes of podcasting I've ever done. It really just has like the sacrifice you have to have for today, what you one day will become or what someone else will become is like, that's it in a nutshell. And that's like what drives Bo. But yeah, I mean, hopefully we finish strong and get there and then just start off the next season on the right foot. Um, but shout out to Bo. Heck yeah. Love yep. that. Shout out to his family. Big time, yes, sir. Uh, fans out there, we got a basketball preview coming up. Basketball too. preview coming up with the Gonzaga guys. Bob Sacre might be joining us, but definitely Jack Ferris. They covered the Gonzaga show on Believe, they do a great job. Uh, Hoops team, we're one to know. Yeah, uh, great start to the season. Hey, let's go basketball, 14, baby. 14,000 plus, 14, really? Plus yeah, wow, in the drum, baby. So, kudos to the Longhorn fans. I know it's been a rough one, but uh, you know what. I'm seeing a different Longhorn fans. I've always said we could be a little golf clappers, but they want it, man. And I don't know. I don't know if we needed to go through this to get out of our comfort zone, but I think we're out of it and we're supporting like we never have. So you I want to win like on the field. Yeah. I love and what Beard's court. doing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Team is really good. good. The team is so deep and it's good. I mean, I wish we weren't. I wish we were playing Gonzaga in like two months when we have like more time together. But you know what? Uh, beggars can't be choosers. And at least these boys are really experienced the ones that have transferred in. They've been playing yeah. for a while. Instead, we got them on Saturday. Here we go. Let's we ride. want the smoke. Yeah. Uh, thanks for joining us, everybody. I'm Joshua Fish, along with Nicholas Snacks, Crider, and the Quan Cosby. Get your horns up, and let's get the win against KU. Okay. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones 
who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.